You are on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. How can you be on the council and not be a master? New bully, I'm your host Leroy with my co host. This is Eli. <laughs> that is Eli. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, forgot, like I forgot what podcast I was doing. <laughs> e dub, yeah, sweet E-dub, dick, whatever A-K- you call yourself, A-K-A, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. AKA I'll be E Love on this one. <laughs> <laughs> For the ladies. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, we're back with another episode, and not a whole lot happened, but me personally, like a whole bunch of shit happened, like, person in my life. I had to go to training this week, so I've been just out of pocket the whole time. Then I had inventory the other night, so we didn't get a chance to put a podcast, so we're late on a podcast. Oh. And so on the national podcast day, when everybody drops something, we're late. So oh, really? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, like when you say training, I automatically think of like Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was in the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to become Super Saiyan level two. So. <laughs> you try, you're, you're, you're like... Uh, fighting over one dumpling with chopsticks with your sensei. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remove the pebble from my hand. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, had a lot of fun but while I got a chance while I was down there. I did get a chance to check it out. You said it's movie seven, but I'm going to just say right now because, you know, this shit happened. Uh, I got a chance to check out Mission Impossible again. Uh, Eli, I saw it twice. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, but this time I got to see it in, in IMAX, in glorious oh, IMAX. Did it make a difference? To me, it did. To me, it did. It, it because you know, it, you know how the IMAX scenes, like you got the regular scenes and the IMAX scenes, they get like bigger and shit. I, so I, it was the same I, way with that. So they had like IMAX scenes shot in, in Mission Impossible. I guess what I notice about IMAX is it's fucking loud. It's like really. Fucking I, loud. I like it too. I mean, it's, it's loud also, and the screen bigger. It just feels like it's more immersion, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was the same situation, even though I've I seen Mission Impossible before and. You know, I saw that, you know, Tom Cruise and Elizabeth, I, I was still like, oh, shit, Tom Cruise not going to make it this time, you know, because this shit made me nervous. He's hanging from the helicopter and shit like that. And I actually, like, went with some coworkers to like that. And they, they didn't want to see Mission Impossible. Like, I've never seen one of these movies before. They saw it. They're like, okay, that shit was actually pretty impressive, you know. I, but I think IMAX had a lot to do with it, you know. Yeah. It's, I guess. I don't know. And the funny thing is, you know, on the way driving back, like I said, it's like a three or four hour drive. And I drove the whole time down there. And there's one rule. Oh, that's right. You don't have a. You gotta like. You gotta go on safari. To exactly. I have to journey to the ends of the earth to see an IMAX movie. So <laughs> I just happened to see one while I was, you know, out of town. So there's the only chance I get a chance to see. And did you get in any adventures along the way? Was it like the Godfuster crazy? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I meet this young man and this old guy, stuff like that. So, no, nah, not this time. Maybe next time. And, and it's weird because I got a chance, you know, drive back, and I always make a new – I feel like the rule is whoever's driving controls the radio. Am, am I 
Am I being impolite for the Eli? Or is, no, is that, that the rule? That, that's. I mean, it doesn't work for me when I'm around my kids, but it, it, that should be the rule. <laughs> that should be the rule. I mean, I understand that other people want you listening to music, but I don't want to hear that bullshit. I don't want to hear little Yachty and whoever the fuck is going on. There. Not not for three hours. <laughs> you know, if you want me to stay awake and not kill us all crashing because you keep playing the same bullshit over and over again, let me control the radio and play what I want to play. Or just you like want to just fuck it. I can't. I don't like this song, so I'd rather die. Listen to it and just crash. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> I can't take yeah, this no more. <laughs> I can't believe this song exists. Fuck this. <laughs> AT Willing. <laughs> this is better than this. It's better to go out and listen to this song anymore. <laughs> but I had a half of mind, Eli, to pop in our podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. I, I thought about doing it. I like, you want me to stay awake, right? Let me listen to myself. But the thing is, like, none of my, you know, coworkers or friends are into this nerd shit. So if I put it in, I know for a fact, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> they might just jump out the car. <laughs> hey, I, I tell family members whenever they go on trips to rodeo, especially, you know, it's summertime, you know, it's powwow season. Some motherfuckers are driving all over the fucking place going to powwows and shit. I'm like, hey, listen to my pod, damn it. Give me some ratings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when people are riding the car with you, you play the podcast? Uh, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you were saying. Oh like, no, I'm t- I tell other people too. Like, hey, listen, you know, you're on the road. Listen, listen. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I thought you you tell other people while they're driving listen to the podcast. I yeah, people are riding with you. No, fuck this. You gonna listen to my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> like, eh. I don't know what's worse. Listen to somebody else's podcast. Listen to somebody else's mixtape. What's worse? <laughs> listen to my music, man. And he's yeah. the only one that thinks it's good. And this shit is terrible. <laughs> Uh, I think we're going to always time a long time. Oh, yeah. Did somebody die? Oh, yeah. A wrestler died. Yeah. Um, rest in peace. Yeah. Jim, uh, the, Jim the Anvil Nineheart. One of the, one of the Hart foundations. Uh, wasn't Brett, you one of the, the, the four horsemen? Bort, Brett, Brett Hart's uh, tag team partner. Okay. But when he wanted the horsemen also? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's too deep. I, mean, I don't I, know. I, I don't roll that hard for wrestling. Yeah, this I, is, I mean, this I, is not yeah. wrestling bullies. So. Yeah. I, I – like I, I – we we talked about it. I've come in and come out throughout the years. That, that was probably my off season when that shit was going. <laughs> like I said, I wasn't too deep into it. I, honestly, I just remember. I vaguely remember the name, but I can tell you anything else about him. But yeah, rest in peace. I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, like when Mr. T wrestled with. Uh, <laughs> he was team, tag team with uh, Hulk Hogan. Okay, and, so and was were, Mr. T an actual a real wrestler, or was he like like? Stephen Amell and Arrow and just show up. Yeah, just, he just he did he did some. He was in one of the WrestleManias against against, against Roddy Piper and I think uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. This is some old shit. Like this, <laughs> where they whipped it. Did you not remember? Oh man, when they whipped they whipped Mr. T, like Roddy Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine. I think it was Greg the Hammer Valentine. Like. Held him down and like whipped him with the belt. Like whipped him, whipped him, whipped him. Yeah, and, that and, wouldn't fly nowadays. And Mr. T, and in the promos, and Mr. T was hilarious. He's like he beat me like he was my mama. I'm gonna get you, Piper. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, WrestleMania came and he kicked their ass. So, you know. Okay, so like I said, if you want to know anything about wrestling before 1985, we're you guys. <laughs> Pretty much. Anything past yeah. that, you're on your own. So yeah. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember him. He had that thing. Ricky uh, the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah, that's- <laughs> I remember that guy also. <laughs> uh, 
Alright, so like I said, we can move past that and get to the meat of the podcast. Uh we do have the box office that we're gonna talk about. We got a barn burner this time. Uh Eli, give it to me. What's number one? I heard it was the Meg. It is the Meg, the Jason Statham shark movie. Mm-hmm. Uh like I said, when I went to the IMAX theater, I came out I saw the very last showing that they were gonna do of Mission Impossible in IMAX. So after that they were like, That's it, and then we were left out. It was time for the Meg, and the line was damn near wrapped around the block. Oh, damn, really? To watch the shark movie. So, wow. yeah, I was like, I don't want to watch the shark movie, even though it probably is awesome in IMAX. But, like, eh, I don't see it. I, uh, I, saw, I saw it in IMAX, and, like, it wasn't that packed. I mean, yeah. It was the late showing, though, but I don't know. I don't know. This was, like, the very first showing, so I don't know. It was, I guess it was pretty packed. I think everybody was there to see just that movie, and that's it. Uh, number two, we have Mr. Possible Fallout, of course. Uh, number three, we have Disney's Christopher Robin. Now, uh, I want to say something. Yeah. Christopher Robbins, this movie right here. Now, Ewan McGregor is the, the lead of this movie, right? I believe so. Okay. Eli, why hasn't Ewan McGregor become like a thing? Like a household name, a box office draw? I think, well, I mean, a box office draw, I don't know. Uh, I don't know, it just seems like every people know who he kind I, of yeah, ball, I think you know? he is a household name. I think people know who he is. I don't think they do. I don't think he's a household name. He's I don't Obi- think he's Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, <laughs> he's Obi Wan Kenobi, true. But when he's not Obi Wan Kenobi, people are like, eh, that's okay. I just wait for him to be Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not like like se- is he supposed to be sexy? I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have a lot of sex appeal, I guess. I get. I would guess. I guess. I guess if you want to be a leading man or like box office draw, you gotta have some sex appeal. Maybe people do find you and McGregor sexy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think like nerd girls probably think he's hot, but you know, I mean, do uh, they? I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't I, know. I, any any female listeners listen to this? If you think if you would bang you and McGregor, you know, let us know. <laughs> I don't know. Female listeners. Yeah. Do we have females? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if if you we have female listeners, let us know. That so one we, female <laughs> listener, would you bang you and McGregor? <laughs> just let uh, us know you exist. <laughs> right. Just just let us know. <laughs> or if you wouldn't bang you and McGregor, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, number four, we have Slenderman. I don't know what. Oh this damn! Is. I, I forgot all about that shit. It's it's a thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's a thing. That's a horror movie. That's the the the, the online. What was that website that invented him? And then people like ran away. It's like an urban legend now. It's, well, he started at this online character. What's it called? Creepy, uh, creepy something. Creepy pasta. It was like a horror, gothy, dark website where people like, uh, you know, they kind of invented this character, Slender Man, and then it, it kind of grew. People started you know, making up stories and then making memes and artwork, and now it's turned into this, you know, phenomenon. That, okay, you know, so it just kind of just grew from the internet. Yeah, like an urban legend, and then it went so far as uh, right up here in Wisconsin, right next to Minnesota where I live. There's uh, some girls went went fucking crazy and thought he was real and ended up stabbing another girl, saying they were trying to sacrifice her to Slender. What the hell? Yeah. Where's that movie? No, this wasn't a movie. This is real. There didn't need to be a movie. <laughs> there was an HBO. HBO made a documentary. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that shit. Yeah, I, mean, I did watch it. I was like, damn. Like, yeah, make that shit. That's some sad shit. So, <laughs> it's sad, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a sick fuck. I would watch that shit. <laughs> make it a movie. 
So yeah, they made they made a movie. So and that's oh yeah, yeah that's four. right. We talked about the movie, but it's probably nothing like you just said. You just built my expectations of some great movie, and I brought with the shit, and it's nothing like it, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. Probably just uh, uh, ninety minutes of internet memes or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Dank memes, the sequel, you know. Uh, number five, we have Black KKK Klansman. Oh yeah. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah. Um, not gonna see this, and here's the reason I'm not gonna see this, Eli. Because it's Spike Lee. And the thing is with Spike Lee, you don't know what you're going to get with Spike Lee. See, the thing about Spike Lee is that he either makes awesome movies or he makes crap. There is no middle ground with Spike Lee. You have no idea what you can get. You don't get Inside Man or you get Chirac. There is nothing in between. So I'm like, Chirac is fucking terrible. Like, I wanted to see it until I heard it was like a Shakespeare movie. It is like a Shakespeare movie. It's like poetry or rhyming or spoken word or some bullshit. The plot makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, it, it's it's terrible, man. It's like, Spike Lee, yeah. what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I mean, Crooklyn is one of my favorite movies like ever. That's but, what I'm saying. Like he like, has yeah, made some I mean, awesome movies. Yeah. But he has made like and, and Chirac is just one of the bad shit movies he made. He's made some bad movies like what World, the fuck. That one World War Two movie was really disappointing. I, didn't, I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, I know I I remember yeah. him making a World War Two movie. Yeah, I was something in Saint Paul or something. Oh yeah, something. Yeah, something. <laughs> I don't know something. It was it was terrible. We we block out bad Spike Lee movies. So. <laughs> Uh yeah, number six, the spy who dumped me. Why is this a thing? I have no idea why it's a thing. Uh, number seven, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Uh, number eight, The Equalizer Two. Didn't see the first one. Uh, so I, I almost saw that. Like I was gonna go see that, and I was like, oh shit, that bag is out. So I'll go see. Yeah. I can't picture myself seeing The Equalizer in theaters. Now at home, cool. Yeah, in the theaters, that's I just true, yeah. can't. I saw the it. first I, one at home. Like I, I, I can, I can imagine myself seeing the Meg because you know it's like a shark movie. You know that seems like something exciting, event movie. You know, but Equalizer. Eh. But I like the Equalizer. I mean, the first one was cool, so I thought, well, I'll go check it out. Just, yeah. Eventually, you know, I'll, I'll see the first one. I get around to it. It's cool, man. It's the Black Punisher. <laughs> okay, like I said, you, you're selling me on it, so I take it out. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, number eight, we have. Oh, not number eight. We just said that. Number nine, we have Hotel Transylvania three, Summer Vacation, Adam Sandler movie, blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, number seven. No. Number seven. Number ten. I'm, my, I'm, I'm fucked up. My numbers are fucked up. Oh, it's been out seven weeks. It's number ten. It's been out oh, seven weeks. Okay. Or has it? Or something. I don't know. No, it was number seven last week. Anyway, Ant Man and the Wasp. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, it's that's what I was trying to say. Number ten. It's number ten. Yeah, number ten. Okay, now let's look at Ant Man and the Wasp numbers because it's looking ugly, Eli. Um, it has been released in in England in in Great Britain. The reason it's been waiting so long to come out in Great Britain because they had. I don't know FIFA or some shit. I don't know. Oh, the soccer I, tournaments. I guess I don't. I don't know. Anyway, they wanted to wait for that shit to die down, or Wimbledon or whatever. I don't know something. Some kind of sport event was going on, so they waited to bring it out. You know, in Europe. In and case when they it came out of Europe, it or some shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know this is everything to die down. You know, but once it start, once it actually came out of Europe, it still did nothing. So, uh, still haven't been released in China yet. I'm starting to wonder if it's gonna be released in China. Anyway, right now, like I said, the worldwide numbers are 449. But let's look at something. Let's 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 dig into these numbers. So, uh, as far as what we have right now, Ant Man and the Wasp is currently the one, two, three, four, 
fifth lowest grossing Marvel movie of all time. Uh, it looked like it will catch Thor The Dark World, and it'll probably catch it'll probably catch whatever that other movie is, uh, Doctor Strange, I guess. I don't know. Uh, worldwide, just let's see, one, two, three. Oh, worldwide, however, it's the third lowest grossing. Well, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp. But, you, but here's the thing. You would expect you slap Marvel on anything it sells. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like that's the case right now. Well, not Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, it's, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp, but at the same time, you think, but it's Marvel. They're supposed to be able to make a movie out of anything. Yeah, well. Like, if they make a Squirrel Girl movie right now, it's supposed to do half a billion. Just because it's Squirrel Girl. Well, that's because, uh, yeah, that character's kind of popular. No one gives a shit about Ant-Man. I think people give more of a shit at Ant-Man than Squirrel Girl, but do people get? But you're right, people don't give a shit about Ant-Man or the Wasp. So putting both in a movie together means nothing, you know. Yeah. Uh, it probably looked like it will outgross the first Ant-Man eventually, and like that's pretty much where it's going to be at. It probably won't get anything past that. So disappointing movie, Eli. I wouldn't expect the Ant-Man Wasp three. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> they they still made their money back. Though. They're fine. They'll, they'll make their money back, but this is Disney. This is, you know, this is big money here we're talking about, you know. So, yeah. Anyway, Captain Marvel has to do better than this. <laughs> Whatever Ant-Man and the Wasp is doing, so. Yes, yeah, uh, the next phase. They got to kick off this next phase. They got to get the phase because I, I feel like it's ending on a bad note with this Ant-Man and the Wasp shit. You know, because Marvel been riding was high. You had Ragnarok. You had Black Panther. You had uh, Infinity War. Uh, and then Ant-Man. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. We don't, we don't care. No, <laughs> so. after after Infinity War, hell no. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I still can. haven't seen the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, I mean, I guess it makes sense because Ant Man to watch it was cool. It's nothing you got to run out and, and go see. Yeah. It's just not like, oh, you you got to watch the movie to get all the piece together. Like, nah, not really. They throw in some bullshit to vaguely tie it into the Infinity War and. That's about it. The rest of the movie is just more Ant Man and watch it. You know, yeah. just they're going on wild adventures. So, uh, yeah. That being said, Eli, we'd actually dig into the review section. That we actually started review movies now. We actually starting to get outside yeah. of the house, you Critics. know, and, and do stuff. And you got a chance to check out uh, the Meg, and I'm gonna just let you get a chance to just talk about what you thought about it. Hmm. Okay, the Meg. It's a great kids movie. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. If you think of it as a family movie, a family film, then it's not bad. But if you go in, you know, see, I had to leave my horror fan hat outside. Because I, you know, if I, I went in thinking I was going to see Piranha, then no, I, the, there's like no blood in this movie. You know, not, there's the, it's very light on horror and gore. But... You know, it's more of an action movie. It's basically the Fast and the Furious underwater. Jason Statham gets a fucking one of them cool little submarine spaceships that zips around underwater and shit, and he kicks a fucking shark's ass with his dick because he's Jason Statham. <laughs> because he's Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Jason Statham playing Jason Statham. You know, he <laughs> <laughs> like he does in every movie. Yeah, it's the same. Same doesn't try to do another accent at all. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know the hooligan you know yeah it's just you know um yeah i mean i and then with 
the thing with this is I was really excited for this movie when I first heard they were making it because I read one of the books. This is from a series of books. I read the first one, and it was really cool. It's just, you know, these scientists discover, they find a megalodon, the giant prehistoric great white shark that's been living underneath in the, in the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest part of the ocean. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why it can survive down there is because when you go that deep, you're closer to the Earth's core, and there's a lot of volcanic activity. So the water is like 100, deg- 100 degrees warmer down there than it is, you know, um, above the water or above the Mariana Trench because it's freezing. You know what I mean? Because you go so deep, the water just turns fucking freezing. And, you know, but then you go closer to the volcanic a- activity, it's warmer. So there's all this life down there that's undiscovered. Well, that's how this shark was able to survive all these, you know, centuries. And uh, the guy goes down and when, you know, they're exploring, they find it and he comes to the surface and, you know, starts wreaking havoc and eating people and shit. Um, The the movie, he doesn't eat as many people as you would think. A giant shark. Oh, wow. That's the reason. I mean, that's you go to like Jurassic Park movies like that. You want to see people get eaten. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting him to just like open his mouth and just suck people down like plankton. That, that, but, but no, that does not happen because that's what I was expecting. But like I say, kids, I, when I watched, when I watched this movie, there's a bunch of kids in the fucking theater. They were laughing and clapping and shit. They were having a ball. My, what the my, hell, man? Yeah, my brother brought his daughters to see it. They're like four and five. They love it. You know, <laughs> so it's it's more of it's 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 more of a family. It's 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 like a it's on like how you would think Gremlins as a horror movie. That's what this mm-hmm. is like. You know what I mean? It's it's it could be like a stepping stone for kids to get into horror. But if you go in expecting Jaws, you ain't gonna get Jaws. Well, you just ain't gonna top Jaws anyways. But it's better than Jaws: The Revenge. So <laughs> yes, yeah, true. All right, so let me ask you this. Like I said, the movie is PG-13, right? It's not rated R. So do you feel like it pushed the PG-13 as hard as it could, or do you think it was probably could have just slapped a PG on it and been done with it? Nope. Nope, because Jaws was rated PG. <laughs> no, that, that's different. That's different. PG-13 didn't exist back then. Yeah. Um, Poltergeist was rated PG. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but no, when I think of, like, um, they make these, like, you know, a lot of these – Blumhouse movies are PG-13, The Conjuring, and, you know, they, you know, there's some brutal shit you see in some of those movies, but there was like, like I said, blood is pretty much non-existent in this movie. I think somebody got a bloody nose, you know, when they fell. <laughs> okay, and that's about it, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it did just enough to not be born, you know what I mean? But the thing is, is I kind of expected that. I was kind of expecting it, because... Like I said, when they announced this movie, um, Eli Roth was supposed to make it. You know, he makes all these horror movies. So I'm like, oh, cool, this should be cool. But then right. he dropped out, and then I heard, oh, Jason Statham is going to be in this movie. I said, okay, now I know what I'm getting. Okay, you because know? you, you, Jason Statham is on it, you know you're getting a Jason Statham movie. Yeah, so. I said, okay, this is going to be just, you know, you know, campy action. And, and yeah, and then I, when I found out it was the guy who made those, those National Treasury movies, I'm like, okay, yeah, I know what this movie's going to be like. So, um, you know, like I said, it, it's, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it, it wasn't quite disappointing either. You know what I mean? It's just, mm-hmm. it's pretty much what I, you know, it's in that middle ground. Like I said, if you think of it 
as a, a kid's movie, it's not bad. You know. <laughs> so I I guess um I don't know. Sorry. But, so but on IMAX it was loud as hell. <laughs> I mean, you know, and there was some generally intense moments underwater. I mean, they're underwater. You're just, you know, they're in these subs, and you know, the fucking big giant shark is attacking them underwater. You're like, oh shit, you know, that 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 would suck. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, it's 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 just a you know fun, campy summer blockbuster. That's pretty much all it is. So. Okay, so what? Slap a rating on it. What would you give it? Uh, well, three out of five. I wrote a review for Outright Geeky. I believe that's Definitely what I gave it. Check that out. It's actually on. It's on Outright Geeky, and it's on our fan page. You check on the wall, you oh, will see right. the review right there. Yep, so that's on there, and I, I believe it was a three out of five. It was I. Okay, so <laughs> you want to see a shark movie with Jason Statham yeah. kicking ass? Go yeah. for it. It's there. If, if you're into horror, if you're a hardcore horror fan, you're not gonna. Yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. But like I said, yep. you know, take your kids to see. it. If you're into horror and you're trying to get your kids into horror, this would be perfect. Okay. So, yeah. So, like I said, we can move on past that. Uh, and since you were talking about the Meg, we're going to do a quick uh, segue because one of the co-stars of the of the Meg named Ruby Rose. Oh, yeah. 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 Has just landed the role of Batwoman in the CW. Now, apparently what's going to happen is that uh, she is going to be like in their yearly crossovers they usually have. She's going to debut in one of those crossovers they have then. And depending on the reception of it, you know, they may roll it into a show or they may be already be getting, you know, prepping her for a show. You may be like next season or something like that or whenever, you know. So this is Batwoman. Uh, and Eli, apparently she has left Twitter because she has been getting harassed. Mm-hmm. And she got tired of the backlash. She left Twitter and Instagram because people had some issues with casting or whatever. And... You know, everybody start looking at the usual suspects. You know, they start looking at us mm-hmm. because this is what we do. <laughs> we attack everybody for whatever reason, stuff like that. Uh, but then I started doing some digging, Eli. Yeah. And I started digging. I started realizing something. It's not our fault. <laughs> it's not us this time. Well, that it nice. is not the fanboys. Okay. So. We're not the one, and everybody is. Everybody's just pointing the fingers at fanboys because we do this shit all the time with Star Wars and DC and whatever the fuck you want to name Star Trek and all something like that. But I'm gonna look a bit deeper, and I'm gonna say something very, very controversial because I got attacked online saying this shit, but I don't give a fuck. So I'm gonna say what the fuck I want to say. It is not the fanboys that drove her off Twitter. It is the LGBT community that drove her off Twitter. Okay. But we're the ones getting blamed for it. Here's the thing. Well, fuck now, them. Well, you can't say that. <laughs> Damn, yes, homophobic. I ain't even. I ain't even on Twitter. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so let me say. Let me just back this up and just clarify exactly what I'm going with this. Because, like I said, she was driven off Twitter, and people don't really understand why she was driven off Twitter. Because people had a problem with the casting. Now, you ask any fanboy that knows anything about Batwoman, they look at Ruby Rose. They might not know anything about her, then you know she, you know, probably won first prize in the Justin Bieber contest, you know. But they look at her and say, "Yeah, it's perfect casting, no problem there." But the LGBT community have a huge problem with her because I'm starting looking at some of the comments, and you know what? Some of the weird comments I'm starting to see, Eli. What's that? Okay, so you know she's gender fluid or whatever you want to call it like that, and Batwoman is gay in the comics. So one of the criticisms they got with Ruby Rose is saying that she's not gay enough. 
Like, what the fuck does that even mean? How are you not gay enough? I don't know. I thought it was like dead. Like you're either dead or you're not dead. You know, you're either gay or you're not gay. You know, once once you go there, right, you can't undo it. You know, I don't know. I don't know a whole bunch of stuff I don't about know. that. Like I said, after watching that that pose show, there's like a whole community of subcultures going on that I was not even aware of. Right, and and, and another thing why the LGBT community has an issue with her. Uh, well, I mean, for one thing, they say because they say she she looks like she's she's lesbian. But she looks too feminine, so she's like a lesb- like she's like a token lesbian that they use because you know, oh, or, or whatever. I, I don't yeah. know. Like I, said, I don't she's, know. About she's all. a hot lesbian, so right. She's, she's a hot lesbian, so, so you know it cancels everything out what she's doing. Yeah, you know? it, it's it's yeah, like I yeah, I think I get that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're hate, they're th- hating on her because basically it turns out she's hot and they're hating. <laughs> right. <laughs> so other things that were going on because Batwoman is also, you know, Kathy Kane is uh is Jewish in the comics and she's not Jewish, so they're attacking her for that. Oh Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> I like man, people are taking this shit way too far, man. I mean I understand you want perfect casting, but you can't get perfect casting all the time. Now I get it, she's Jewish. And I, I thought Well hey, I, I I I might have to take that remark back earlier. That that if if you knew Ka- uh, Cassandra Cain, not Cassandra Cain. What's her fucking name? I don't know. What fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we don't read Batwoman like we should. You know? uh, uh, she, if if you knew Batwoman's Jewish, then you're a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that's some hardcore. Well, not, not that's some hardcore not, geekdom, right there. Not necessarily. You can do a quick Google search, and it would just say lesbian Jewish Batwoman. <laughs> and if you in the LGBT community, you probably know every single thing about Ruby Rose left and right, so it doesn't take long to figure that out. <laughs> so it, it's you could be a fanboy, but not be a fanboy, you know. So that but, but it might be the Jewish community. So it might not just be the LGBT community, but the Jewish community. Jewish nerds are attacking her also. So like I said, it may be an issue also. But here's another thing: why they have a real issue with her because apparently Ruby Rose outed somebody, and that's like a no-no in the gay community. Okay. So I, she's like on all this shit list. Oh, oh, basically said somebody else is gay. Is that what that means? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's like you don't do that, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't know. So basically, like they they're out for blood for her, and they're just using Batwoman as a way to tag her since she's in the spotlight. Okay. You know. Now I'm not saying fanboys are completely innocent of this. I'm pretty sure there are a few assholes out there. I know I saw one one of them uh said uh. They're making her gay because CW has an SJW agenda. Bad girl's never been gay. I'm like, she's Bat not girl. playing. <laughs> right, that's what they said. Exactly. They say like Bat girl. Like she's not playing Bat girl. <laughs> oh, it's a difference. <laughs> like yes, it's a difference. <laughs> I'm like, oh well, well, fuck it. Well, I still don't like her. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? How you complain about some shit you don't even know about? Like I've never heard of this shit before. But she sounds like she sucks. That's, so, that's just, so you got angry yeah. fanboys on this. Yeah, you have idiot fanboys on there like that. So, yeah, that's fanboys doing that shit. But like I said, as far as like she's not gay enough that and and she actually made some statement on why she left Twitter like that. It's on a Hollywood reporter. I didn't get a chance to doing that. But she flat out blamed the LGBT community for driving her off Twitter because she said they kept attacking her. OK, so. So, yeah, so it's not us. We're innocent this time. Now, does that excuse us for all our crimes? It doesn't. But for this one, we may have shot a whole bunch of other people, but we didn't shoot that person over there. 
<laughs> so we ain't for that. Oh, uh, and like I said, I, like I, said, I don't know about the whole LGBT war that's going on, this civil war they have going on with each other. I just related to one other thing that I know about, like Storm in the X Men. You know, all the casting she gets, like you got Halle Berry being cast as Storm, and that other chick that was cast as Storm. And I've heard a lot of people, like black people, complain about the cast, like attack them. I've seen them get attacked way worse than I've seen these other people get attacked, you know, saying that they're not black enough. You know, I've heard uh, them call the other girl. I call they call her Oreo Monroe, you know, just throwing like oh, weird. Racial slurs. Yeah. You know, weird slurs. <laughs> right. Just <laughs> weird racial slurs at her and shit like that. But, you know, but, you know, she's that stuck. is clever. I got to give them some clever. <laughs> you got to give black people some credit. Even they racist as fuck. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the racist fuck but like i said it came with it so I, I i feel like i related to that like i said i don't know her situation like how do, how do you not be gay enough i guess you need to be gayer but i don't know what that is so yeah that's what they're being attacked with that either way she's still going to be batwoman when it comes down to the cw she's not quitting the role but it is kind of you know fucked up that she quit twitter but at the same time i, I feel like a lot of these celebrities thing like that maybe they should leave social media you know yeah, you can get, get fired for some shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just get rid of the negativity because sometimes that shit can't fuck with your psyche. If it fuck with your psyche and your role and your role or your job is to your whole psyche to be in a different area, maybe you do need to detach from that area. You detach from yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, so, I, I, I mean, yeah, if you don't want that negativity, yeah, leave leave Twitter. Don't make it a big deal. Just just leave it. Just say fuck it. You know. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, know. I guess I can I can kind of understand. I mean. I mean, you know, natives do the same shit. They they question the realness of of, of your ingenuity. It's like you do it every time. Every time there's a native character on TV. I, I know. I go, okay, <laughs> really? Is this? <laughs> are they native? Or are they Asian? Or other? They're like, I want to see her papers. I want to hear a document on like a commercial break right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, man. I'm doing it to my own people. Like, let me see your ID. <laughs> Yeah, right. You hate. You become what you hate. We're, we're, we're the only race that has to. <laughs> right. Like I don't have to show any paperwork to show I'm black. You know. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's something else. Moving on past that, we can talk about some other controversial shit that's going on. We can talk about uh the Oscars. Okay. And the Oscars have gotten to all kind of bullshit right now. Like I said, the Oscars are going to debut, I guess, in March or sometime next year and stuff like that. And they've added a new category. The new category they've added is most popular movie category or some shit like that. Something like that they've added. And we know what this is. You might as well just call it what it is. It's the MCU award. Because <laughs> they don't want to give the MCU a seat at the real table. They want to give them a kitty award. They want to sit them at the kitty table. You know, a participation award. That's what they want to give them. Because they don't want to recognize comic book movies as real movies. Yeah. And except, a lot of people the, saying, except the Dark Knight. That's the only the time dark, they did. That's the only time they did it, and we know why they did it. Like, I love the Dark Knight. I love the Dark Knight, not Martin knocking Dark Knight. I don't think it deserved every award it got, but I feel like if and we've always said this, if Heath Ledger didn't die, they wouldn't would not have acknowledged that movie. Yeah. Not to say it wasn't a bad movie, but the Oscars wouldn't have paid attention to it. But that, but we but we have to recognize that the Dark Knight is in a separate category than most comic book movies. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I feel like it's still the best comic book movie ever made. You know, I feel like it is separates itself from everything else. I watched it uh, like about maybe a month ago, two weeks ago. It's, it's on Netflix. 
If you haven't seen it, for some reason, I don't know why the fuck you listen to podcasts. Why are you listening to us then? Right. (laughs) Why are you here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, yeah, it's on Netflix. You can watch it right now. And the movie is just as awesome as it was 10 years ago. The movie is 10 years old by now. Yeah. So, And and I feel like with the – and a lot of people are uh, saying this. I'm – I'm going to back this up. Now, the thing is with comic book movies or sci-fi movies or popular movies, anything like that. Now, movies like the, in this genre have gotten awards before. But I feel like they, they did before as like, okay, every now and then a movie will pop out that sort of kind of impresses us or separates us from the pack. So we'll throw an award at it. You got Superman. Okay, Superman won awards back in the 70s. Uh, Star Wars is not a comic book movie, but let's just – Let's just throw it in the same. I mean, it was nominated. Right the very first one was nominated for Best Picture. Exactly, yeah. it was nominated for Best Picture, and that's, best picture. And that's but because same. it did shit no other movie did before. You know, and exactly. That, and that's and what, was, yeah, that's what I think the Oscars are for. You know, to to recognize awesome work done when you when a movie can transcend itself. You know that that needs to be recognized, like Peter Jackson. You know, the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, Return of the King won. I, I, I think I think Two Towers is the best one out of them, but they had to recognize the feat and the effort, all the work that went involved to make all those movies. And they had you just got to recognize that craftsmanship. And they did. And it's with this popular movie genre. It's like, how? what is the criteria? What makes more money or basically, you know. <laughs> Because then the Fast and the Furious and Transformers can then be nominated. And they could. That's the thing. They, but they won't because no one gives a shit about those movies. So this is strictly for kind of, we know what it we know what it's for. Yeah. And we know it's to give Black Panther an award. Yeah, we know and, this. And that's where I'm like now now here we got it. We got it. We got it. does Black is Black Panther Oscar winning? Now here's the thing. It depends on how you define Oscar winning. Now, does he deserve to get an Oscar? Yes. Does it get best picture? No. Yeah. But I think it deserves to get for, Oscar. Yeah, for like special effects and all that shit. Like costume design? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they all that. The yeah, that. But no, I'm talking about the big show. The big, the big awards. Director. Performances. You know. Probably not. The only person I think that has a shot or I would like to see get nominated is Michael B. Jordan. That's about it. Yeah. I think he really did separate himself from that, but it's the same. Even I don't think he should, he should win it. You know. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I waffle because, like, I mean, I you know, as much as I love Black Plant, Black Panther, I still think it's as a comic book film, it's kind of mediocre. It's it raises a lot of great ideas, but still, it's just your standard run of the mill Marvel movie, you know. Um, and that's why I bring up Dark Knight, like, and even and Dark Knight isn't even. I still think Batman Begins is better. That's just me, though. I know I get into this uh, argument. Off, that. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> another podcast that. right there. You know, yeah. but it, I could still appreciate the Dark Knight because the Dark Knight elevated the mythos of Batman. You put him in the real world. You know, I liked the the otherworld quality of Gotham and Burton's Batman and and Batman Begins, and there's still a fantastical element to Batman Begins, but. They took superheroes and, and, and that genre and put them in the real world. And that's what I like about The Dark Knight. You know, it's that it is grounded in reality and takes a serious hard look at the superhero genre. And I, and I recognize that and they did a great job doing that. And yes, it deserves all the credit that it has. Um, and like Get Out. Get Out is, is a horror movie, but 
and it raises the same um, ideas and themes that like, like Black Panther tried to raise, but it, it also made pe- it, it attacked issues and made people uncomfortable. That are you know what I mean? And that's what a horror movie does. You know that that it it it, it makes you. I mean, well, you saying that about Get Out, but Black Panther does the same thing. Yeah, but Black Panther is more like uh, it's more of a uh, uh, like a uh, it's more what's the word accessible. You know what I'm saying? And Get and Out is that a bad thing? No, no. I'm just saying that Get Out as a horror as as for the horror genre, it elevated the horror genre in a new direction. That's what I'm saying. Whereas Black Panther is just a regular superhero movie. You know what I'm saying? But Get Out elevated the horror genre. You know what I mean? I put it like this. I don't think Black Panther should get an Oscar, but I do feel like if there was any Marvel movie that they made that comes close to it, it's that movie. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I got it. I got time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, the, 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 does Marvel deserve an Oscar? <laughs> like, yeah, for I the mean, big let, show. Let's, let's back this for up. For the let's, big let's, show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's understand this. Marvel has made 20 movies. Marvel made 20 movies. Yeah, I, they have not won a single Oscar in any category. Yeah, I mean, yes, they deserve to win in effects and costumes and all. And Which sets they and never all. won in any of those things. Yeah. That's the thing. So, yeah, they deserve that. But do they deserve a Best Picture or a nomination or a director? Well, or which one would you put over Black Panther as far as Best Picture? But like I said, as far as Best Picture, I think Black Panther, even though I don't think it deserves a Best Picture, I think it comes the closest of like the criteria what they're looking for is Best Picture. Like, keep in mind, I think Infinity, Infinity War is my favorite Marvel movie, but we're talking about best picture type of movie they're looking for. Yeah, would, I'm, I'm trying I, to, like, I think Black I mean, Panther fits that criteria better than Infinity War does. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, I love Winter Soldier, but does it stand on its own? Right. Whereas, like, Black Panther can stand on its own. Right. And, and I think the only other movies that you can't, that do stand on their own is, like, the Guardians movies, but those aren't best picture world. They're not best picture. They're fun movies. Fun they're movies, fun, but yeah, but they're, they're not best picture world. And, and the thing was, you saying like Black Panther is an average movie, and that's cool, like you said. I think it was until Killmonger shows up. And I think Killmonger changed the situation because people were debating on whether or not the villain is the hero of the movie. You yeah. have been people that were siding with what he was saying. Yeah, and those are the best villains anyways. You right. Know? Um, and, and in fact, the movie actually becomes his movie, like when he throws the child off the ledge, it beca- he becomes the star of the movie for a while. Yeah. And he's more yeah, like I mean, these things. Yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, it, it has these great ideas, you know, and, okay. and all that. I'm just like, hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, cause I, 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 I know. I'm, I, I guess. I, know I mean, yeah, I'm trying to rule. Black people love to get defensive about Black Black Panther. I'm not that guy. I, I like the movie. <laughs> if I like the movie, other people don't like it. Cool. But at the same time, I think we should give the movie credit because I've seen a lot of people online love to attack Black Panther because it's like the fashionable thing to do. And then look at the profile picture and they got pickup trucks and Confederate flags on the back and MAGA hats. I'm like, oh, OK, makes sense. I'm not saying you're like that, Eli. I'm just saying <laughs> I've, I've seen that online. I'm like, OK, now I see where well, they, your opinion in, in, well, is coming from. The same thing was said over straight out of Compton. Like um, I heard people saying, oh, it's not Oscar worthy. And I heard other people saying it's Oscar worthy. And as much as I love the movie, I still thought they left out a bunch of shit. <laughs> they, they did a little, and the thing is, the shit that they left out was because the shit that made them in a good light. Yeah. Because a lot of shit that they did that put them in good life. And I'm not even talking about, like, lifestyle-wise, like the Michelin stuff, like, 
music wise all the like the the bad music for instance like they had a, their most popular song in the first album was what was it a bitch is a bitch oh uh, that was their most it wasn't uh was that, fuck who, the police that it was, was a bitch is a bitch and the song was just about bitches being bitches yeah you know but like I said, it puts them in a bad light. So they just completely negate that history out of them, you know, paint them in a certain light, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just got murky. I, like, I loved the first half of that movie. And then mm-hmm. the second half, it just followed. It, it kind of gets murky. It, it turns into like a behind-the-music documentary. Yeah. Like shit you've already seen before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, I, and I was on the fence. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it does deserve it, you know. <laughs> But then you're talking to the native guy that thinks Goodfellas should have beat Dances with Wolves. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like, what what are we qualifying as best picture? Like, what criteria are we talking? Are we really talking about the best movie, or are we just talking about movies that fit a certain criteria? Yeah. Like, are we talking about movies that? Oh, this guy wore a dress. Give him an Oscar. This guy uh, gained three hundred pounds. Give him an Oscar. This guy lost three hundred pounds. Give him an Oscar. Yeah. You know, or we talk. This guy was a white guy. Now he's playing a black guy. Give him an Oscar. It seemed like that's the route they're going with that. Like, like, okay, Black Panther. People saying it's an average movie doesn't deserve an Oscar, but they saying La La Land does. Yeah, I La La Land it. is an Oscar worthy movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, it's a musical, so I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm, that's uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They it's like like they here's the thing. They the Oscars, the Oscars have been. I, I I've always had a problem with the Oscars. Every time we've done this ever since we did the original podcast where we talked about the Oscars white and stuff like that. I've never given a fuck about the Oscars. Well, I ain't gonna say never, but I don't give a fuck about them now because I started to realize what they are. They are a circle jerk. Mm-hmm. They jerk themselves off in their circle of Hollywood. There's a buddy system. If you're cool with this guy and you're cool with this guy. And some of them were flat out paid out. They they realized they pay them off to win these awards, stuff like that. So they had this little circle, things like that. And they, and for a while, it worked. They see comic book movies pop up or Star Wars movies pop up. They may throw them an award here and that's it. But now with the Marvel movies, because Marvel is now the most profitable and highest grossing movie franchise in U.S. history. So they get to the point that they're not even like throwing them an award here and there. They're specifically blackballing Marvel from the Oscars. You're telling me 20 movies and they haven't got a single award in any category? VX? Nothing? Yeah. Something is wrong there. Something Suicide is fishy squad. there. Yeah, Suicide Squad got Suicide Squad got one. Yeah. They, you know, just throw that bullshit out there. But And that's what I feel like they're doing. So that's why I feel like, who cares if Black Panther wins a single Oscar? I don't care. The movie made $700 million. Eli, we did that. Yeah. And that's pretty so, much what it is. It's like, yeah, I mean, most the industry, are, that's where they're getting work from now. Especially now that Disney like bought half the fucking world. So. Exactly. <laughs> and, and if you start in a Marvel movie, your next movie you go in, whether it's Marvel or not, you gain notoriety. Yeah. Because people, know, oh, he was in that movie. I'm gonna go watch that movie. Yeah. And, where and, I wouldn't and, have known who that guy was before. And the Oscars have been. No one watches the Oscars no more. And, and that's <laughs> the thing. Nobody's watching. Not nobody pays attention to the Oscars. So this popular wars thing. What they're doing is they're trying to gain ratings. That's all they're trying to do. Okay, they know that that they've been blackballing Marvel movies for a long time, but Black Panther is the third highest grossing movie in U.S. history. So how are they going to ignore that movie when they know if they mention Black Panther at all, it's going to gain them ratings? So, of course, they're just going to give it a bullshit award so they can have Black Panther at the awards. So they can advertise it all over commercials like that. Oh, check it out and make big, big promotion about it. Then that's not the only thing. What channel is the Oscars on? It's on one of them channels. ABC. 
Yeah, is it on ABC? Oh, that's right. Who owns ABC? Yeah, Disney. Yeah, that's right. Disney owns yeah. ABC. Conspiracy, brother. Conspiracy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You got to open your third eye, my brother. Stay woke. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's the whole point we're trying to make is that Disney is bullying them into giving Black Panther an award. That's what the fuck is happening. So they, like, can, brag, want, so they can brag about having Oscar-winning studio. <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. Oscar-winning Black Panther movie or Oscar-winning Marvel, stuff like that. So they bully the Oscars into creating a bullshit award, participation award, to throw Black Panther so it can make Marvel a good in the end. Meanwhile, the Oscars can still have their jerk-off session because, oh, we didn't give it a real award. We just gave it a participation award. That's honorary award. That doesn't matter. You know, like Anakin in uh, in Return Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. We're how, not, can you, yeah. how can you make me master but not make me master, you yeah. know? And it's Same just, it's just self, yeah, self-serving. I mean, why, why does Disney need an award when they, you know, usually award means you're, you know, you, it gets you more work. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but at the same time, like if you go to any, okay, take the Oscars out of it, take every other award that, that even though you may not take them seriously, you may not take the MTV awards seriously or the BET awards seriously or the Source Awards seriously or People Choice Awards seriously like that. If those awards, Black Panther clean the fuck up. They won every award there was there. Mm-hmm. So, and guess what? All of those shows where Black Panther was there, all of those shows had like high ratings, stuff like that. So, of course, the Oscars see they're like, oh, damn, we want those same ratings. Why are the, the MTV awards getting higher ratings than us? You know, so they're just, they're course correcting. It's not that Black Panther needs an Oscar. The Oscar needs Black Panther. Yeah, pretty much. That's why they tried. Them. I mean, they were trying this. They were trying. We're going to, we're going to, you know, uh, make the the categories up to ten movies now, so they can nominate genre pictures. And, you know, so far they've they it, it wasn't until last year when they nominated Shape of Water and Get Out was like the only time they and and then Mad Max, you know, mm-hmm. and was it and Mad Max felt so so weird, not a place when it. I mean, I, I love the movie, yeah, but it just felt so weird compared to all those other movies. Like you know, it had no shot whatsoever of winning, yeah. And I like that movie better than all the other movies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but um, what was that? District Nine wasn't that nominated too for Best Picture? Yeah, like years ago or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean they 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 did this to do that to to recognize genre films, but they're barely doing it. And last year they they was you know with I think they were finally throwing a bone with that that the fact that Shape of Water did win. Yeah. But but uh, and yeah and then nominating Get Out I, you know but but yeah but this I mean they could have just threw them a bone you know they didn't have to make up yeah make up this stupid category because then yeah it's just because like what you said <laughs> it's sort of, it's it's just for ratings it's just to get right people it's to just watch, for ratings yeah. participation award you know it's so like I said it's all bullshit yeah pretty much so, <laughs> yeah moving past that we can move on uh Eli riddle me this. So what does Michael Bay, Sicario, and Dora the Explorer all have in common? Um, well, Sicario and Dora Explorer are both, like, from Mexico. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As a Michael Bay, which is, is he going there? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently there's some kind of weird connection, some six degrees of sec- uh, Kevin Bacon going on right here. Because apparently Michael Bay is producing a Dora the Explorer movie, live action movie. 
No shit. And the star is apparently from one of the Sicario movies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She was the little girl in the last Transformers movie, the one that nobody saw. Don't feel bad, Eli. I saw the numbers. Nobody saw that movie. <laughs> Just so. Yeah. That's who that's who's playing Dora the Explorer. Now, I've heard a lot of creepy now, comments on Now is Michael Bay directing it or is just producing it? He is not directing oh, it, okay. he's just producing it. But you know, in, in people's mind, it's all the same thing. Battleship, Ninja Turtles, they think he did all those movies. <laughs> so he's just producing it, so you know it's gonna be either way, it's gonna be explosions in the movie. Yeah. With her running yeah. away from it and shit like two, right, her running two feet now, away I from do, the flames and shit. Running exactly. in slow motion. No, 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 no camera is going to be stale. It's just constantly panning and circling around shit. Lens flares <laughs> and. Yeah. Fucking aircraft carriers. So... <laughs> right. Military. Probably the Space Force in there yeah. somewhere by Fucking the Helicopters flying by yeah, in so... slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody with dirt all over just looking up and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. So... yeah. Will Smith breathing really heavy. <laughs> we just we just wrote a Michael Bay movie right yeah, that's now. That's the movie. So. I seen it already. <laughs> that's the movie. We've already seen the Dora the Explorer <laughs> by Michael Bay. You know. <laughs> now I do want to say before I've seen a bunch of creepy comments about the girl playing Dora the Explorer. Yes, she's <sighs> older than I expected man, Dora the Explorer to be. In Dora the Explorer, like man, five why, why are you always gotta tell me this shit? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's some creepy. I mean, I, I just want to ever let everybody know if you listen to this. She's seventeen. Uh, Calm down with the creepy comments. That's really? All. She's it's, that old for? I thought Dora this was like a little kid. That's what I thought. <laughs> but the girl in the picture is not a little kid. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's why it looks so weird. You're like, that's Dora the Explorer. No. Okay. Fucking Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> You got Megan Fox Jr. to play Dory's Flow. What the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. Moving past that, what else we got on topic before we get to the good stuff? Uh, it was something you wanted to talk about, Eli, but I can't remember. Oh, uh, shit. I don't remember. What did I want to talk about? It was something you wanted to talk about, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Fuck uh, it. Five, four. Yeah, uh, oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, you probably don't want to talk about it. I'll talk about it anyway. Uh, Idris Elba. Oh. Oh, yeah. Is, uh. Right. Is not playing James Bond. That's right. So everybody been making this fake room and stuff like that. No, it's not happening. So uh, plus, actually, a couple years ago, the producers of James Bond already said that it just were too street anyway. Whatever the fuck that means. So <laughs> too street. I don't. He's know. British. Like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> so I don't know. He, he you know, Eli. I, I recognize these dog whistles, but I just keep, I just keep going. You know, I just don't worry about them. So uh, moving past that, yeah. Oh. James Gunn, just throwing it out there. Okay. I know you said he could be quiet, Eli, so I'm going to just say what I want to say and just move on the fuck from there. Guys, it's been three weeks. He is not getting back with Marvel. Stop with the petitions. Stop with the threads. Stop with the tweets or whatever. Let it go. Here's the thing. James Gunn is going to be okay. I just heard an report yesterday that Marvel has to pay him $8 million just to fire him. (laughs) He's going to be okay. He has D, uh, D, DC and Sony and all these other fuckers knocking on his door right now. He's going to be okay. You're not going to get your raccoon movie with him. Let it go. <laughs> Shit, move on. Move on with life. Hell and the yeah. Zack Snyder cut doesn't exist either. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> all right. and, Luke, and Luke is still the truth. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> Last Jedi forever. <laughs> uh, moving past that, we can move on to some video game news real quick, and I just want to drop some stuff real oh. quick. Okay, well, yeah. go ahead. I got, I got, I got, I, I might be able to add to this. What? Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll go with my shit. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Nintendo, for everybody knows that it's been coming out with their NES classics and their Super NES classics and things like that. And, but people like me, assholes, have been refusing to buy those because I have all those emulators on my laptop. I download them like 10, 15 years ago and play them anytime I want to on the control I want to. Well, Nintendo says, fuck you, Leroy. Because every site that has those ROMs and emulators on there, they have been just terminating them left and right, shutting them down, sewing them. So if you haven't gotten those emulators yet, they're done. You can't get them. And it's not even just Nintendo games. Sega, fuck you. Uh, SNK, fuck you. Turbo Graphics, fuck you. <laughs> Nintendo wants no, no remnants of any of that shit. So it's gone. So. Okay. Uh, that being said, check my Twitch stream. I'm going to be streaming uh, Spider-Man on Sega Genesis <laughs> before the new one comes out. So, yeah. Because fuck you, Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I- I'm about to suck fucking Nintendo's dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the two opposing sides, okay. No, I just, uh, like, I-, I just went over to my boy Izzy's house. He bought one of them little uh, NES, little classic. Those things are, like, tiny. They're, like, fucking small. Yeah, um, yeah, you put them in your hand. That's yeah, it. they're, like, tiny and shit. And, uh, but I was playing on them. I played uh, I was playing Ninja Gaiden, played some fucking uh, Ghouls and Ghosts and fucking Contra. And I was like, damn, this is dope. And then I played old school Mario Brothers. Not super old school, the original Mario Brothers. Oh, like in the pipe and yep. – yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, man, I used to rule on that shit at the arcade. At the arcade, man. I We had to put a quarter in the machine, kids. Yeah, I'd put a quarter in that shit, and I'd be on that shit for like 45 minutes on one quarter. And just first first game tonight, I just got on their shit, and I got to like 200,000. <laughs> I hadn't played that shit Damn. in decades. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, because I try to play some of those old games. I suck at every single one of them. I can't make it off the first level. Yeah, like some of that, like like uh, Ninja Gaiden fucking... Uh, yeah, you go back to the beginning. That that shit sucks. The kids couldn't hang with the games back like they like the way. Yeah, we they're had, pussies, man. Yeah, they man. they quit on these games and stuff. Yeah, man. We you you didn't make it to you you had to go back to the beginning and shit. Like Altered mm-hmm. Beast and all you you died. You had to go back to the beginning. There was no <laughs> saving or you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was playing Super Mario, and I was like fucking up big time. I was like, damn, I couldn't slide underneath the bricks and shit. And I can't, it took me forever, but I finally <laughs> like did little, Yeah, the little things we used to do in the game. Yeah, yeah man, I, like, I couldn't quite get those those little, yeah, those little uh, tricks that we used to know back in the day. And that, mm-hmm. That'll take some practice. But I had a blast on it. You know, with the, you know, they still got the same controller, two buttons, that's all you needed, two buttons. <laughs> that would wear your fucking fingerprints off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a blast. Like, I might get one now, because I was having such a good time. They're fun as hell. And plus, I know somebody that has one. They say that they've been able to download those ROMs that they were shut down from the site. They say they were able to download those ROMs onto the NES Classic and play them from there. Yeah, because that would be dope to get, like, because it was only, like, like the standard, you know, games. I and mean, if I could get, like, you know, like, Rad Racing and, like, fucking, uh, yeah. uh, like, 
was it Legend of Cage? I love that game. Uh, right. Uh, fucking. Oh, the Punisher game. I don't know if you ever played the Punisher game. I remember that was like a, it was kind of like a 3D shooter, but not really. Yeah, that was I remember that dope. One. I love that game. Yeah, you could just spray. <laughs> right. Some people were innocent, so you had to shoot them, stuff, uh, not shoot them. Yeah, yeah. you had this crosshairs, right. and you just like just shot up the place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So now I'm going to shit on Nintendo just like you just finished sucking the dick. <laughs> so, yeah, one thing I'm mad about Nintendo because, like you said, those old NES games, like when the Wii was out, you could buy those games on there. Yeah. That's another reason why I didn't buy those NES Classic because all those NES Classic games were on the Wii. You could buy them, but if you bought those games one time, they're actually cheaper than buying the NES Classic. But now for the Switch, they don't have that available. You cannot buy those games for the Switch. The Switch, yeah. So I'm like, that sucks, man. Yeah, Nintendo, that would have been so yeah, fucking I mean, that, awesome if I could play those Yeah, Switch. that's pretty much what they should just do. Just release these games. Yeah, they, mean, they, fuck, could, they could do a lot of things. Yeah, but everyone just wants the old school shit. <laughs> right, but they're not going to do it, but they, that's what they want to do. So, yeah, so that sucks, man. Uh, Yeah, any more video game shit? Can we move on past that? Nah, I'm good. Cool. All right, so like I said, it's the Bread and Butter of the Podcast. We can talk about actual comic books from the comic book bullies. And I guess we I can start off, Eli? Yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and start off. The first book we're going to uh, review is Fantastic Four number one. Mm. So, yeah, Fantastic Four, my favorite book. Not nah, like if it was the 90s or whatever. But anyway, uh, basically what the book is going on is that you see Ben Grimm and Human Torch. They're living their own lives. They're separate. Torch is doing his own thing. He's at a Mets game. Uh, Thing is spending quality time with his, you know, girlfriend, Alicia Masters, you know, the blind sculptures and thing like that that's daughter to a supervillain read those stanley 60 shit it's weird anyway they see in the sky a fantastic four symbol in the sky and they recognize what it's like oh shit that must mean read it to the back so human torch takes off immediately he's like okay i gotta see what's going on with that and things just looks up in the sky he like yeah whatever and he just keeps on doing whatever the fuck he was doing like he didn't even care so when human torch needs to get to the spot where he was and sees who launched the Fantastic Four, you know, uh, flare in the in the sky. So I was like, it was two kids, two kids from Yancey Street. And you're like, wait, what the hell? So you're not really rich? Like, no, we just did the shit we felt like doing it. So the kids got arrested because they stole the flare from like the basketball building and stuff like that. But they they were pro- the charges weren't pressed because they had a lawyer, and the lawyer was She Hulk. She Hulk stepped in and said, "No, you can't arrest these kids because one thing they're mine is another thing." Uh, the person that originally brought the charge on dropped the charges. Like, and Human Torch like, "Who dropped the charges?" The thing. Like, wait, what? Matter of fact, the thing hired me to protect these kids. So Human Torch like pissed, and he goes to the thing and he tell like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why didn't you get these kids and stuff like that?" And uh, whatever, whatever. And then the thing tries to break break the news to, news to him. He like, Johnny, calm down. Some other stuff is going on right now. Alicia and I are getting married. And I want you to be my best man. And Human Torch looks at him. He's like, huh. He looks back at him and says, no. Like, I'm not going to be your best man. And Human Torch like, wait. And Human, and like, Thing is ready to whoop his ass. He's like, wait, what? you said what? And he's like, no, I'm not going to be your best man. Because there's only one person that is allowed to be the Thing's best man at his wedding. And it's Reed Richards. And Thing is trying to tell him, wake the fuck up. They're gone. They're not coming back. I, I accepted it. Why can't you accept it? He was like, I will never accept it. Something's wrong with you. I'm getting out of We're going to find them right now. So Human Torch just takes off, flies in the sky, screams to the top of his lungs. Reed, you're the smartest man in the universe. I know you can hear me. I know you can find a way to come back. I know you hear me right now. So stop the games. Come back to the Earth 
right now because we need you. And he sits there in the sky and he waits and he waits and he waits. Nothing happens. So he finally flies back down to the earth back where Thing was and Thing just hugs him. And Johnny starts crying. He was like, so they're, they're really gone. Like, yeah, they're really gone. They're not coming back. So they hug each other and meanwhile in space, no woes where in space, but you see Reed Richards working on some kind of machine and shit like that. And, and Sue asks him, like, do you really think this will work, Reed? And Reed just asks him, do you trust me, Sue? She's like, yeah. But like, don't worry, then it'll work. And so back on Earth, you see Thing, Human Torch, and Alicia all like hugging together, stuff like that, you know, embracing each other. And then they see this big flare in the sky. And they look up in the sky, and outside in space, they just see this huge four. And it's how the book ends. So. Wow. That sounds so, yeah, the, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, we were, I was saying like the Fantastic Four actually don't show up in this book. <laughs> so it, the whole thing is a bait and switch. And then it's funny because at the end of the book, you see Impossible Man. Impossible Man is like some kind of alien green version of Missy Mixelplick in, in DC, the Superman books. Anyway, he's like pissed at the book and shit like that. He's like, I'm angry. I'm a fan. They told me the Fantastic Four was gonna be in this book. And then somebody and Willie Lumpkin shows up. For those who know Willie Lumpkin, you know you know who he is. He shows up and hands him a letter. And Impossible Ram reads the letter. He's like, oh, they're going to be an issue, too. Okay, well, they better be an issue, too, Dan Slot, or you're going to feel my wrath. You know, Are they, like, trying basically. to be, like, Deadpool and Squirrel Girl now? Or? Yeah, he sounds like he's trying to be a fan. Oh, that, that's his thing. Impossible Man's always doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been doing this forever. He's always broken the fourth wall. So, basically, he's being a fanboy. And so, yeah, that's the book. Uh, like I said, Fantasy Four has always sucked. I didn't care. This book, I didn't care about this book either. I'm not going to care when Fantastic Four shows back up. I probably would drop this book by the end. I just want to just read it to see if the Fantastic Four is still what I remember. Still lame as shit as they always were. So, yeah, get the book up. Three out of five. Read it. Don't read it. Whatever. Yeah, I, I was looking at it, and I was like, almost got it. But then I was like, man, I haven't read Fantastic Four since I was like a fucking book. <laughs> right, and, it's the thing, and people are just hyped for Fantastic Four because Fantastic Four is gone. We've had a podcast about this. We had a whole episode about it. Yeah. Fantastic Four is gone for a reason. And don't worry, when this book is, people find out, oh, yeah, that's why the Fantastic Four is gone. It'll be gone, too. And by then, but nobody will clamor for it back by then. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. so. All right. I guess I'll go with uh, Champions, number 23. Um, is, who is it? Who's it written by? It's Zub. Uh, oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. I thought you going to say Mark Wade. Jim Zub. No. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, like I said, I've been behind on my shit. You know, last couple of weeks, uh, finally got around to reading. The reason why I, I picked this up is because you know I got I got to rep the natives, and they created a new Native American superhero. What? What? Yes. Great Wolf Junior. <laughs> Female, <laughs> Danny Moonstar Junior, or whatever. <laughs> okay. No, uh, her name is Amka, uh, aka Snow Guard. Snowguard. Yeah, she okay. appeared in uh, ni- number 19. Um, okay. Yeah. And um, basically, the, 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 the champions were up in, like, Alaska because uh, so, they were fighting all these weird climate, uh, weird climate signals coming up there. So they went to go check it out. Um, it turns out uh, the master of all the world was uh, fucking with the, the polar ice caps. And he had some facility up there, like, this 
refinery up there, and the, the uh, all the uh, Inuit uh, natives, the, the Inupiaq, the Eskimos, Eskimo Indians were up there protesting, and this is and Amka, she was part of that, and they set off this explosion which sort of releases this uh, this spirit of the north, you know, um, from Inuit culture called is it Sila Sila. She's the spirit of the north, and she blesses Amka with this power, so she can shape shift, she can like project this spiritual essence, she can sense magical energy. But she's essentially her power is she can shape shift, and she can turn into a sort of a hybrid of a bunch of animals. Like she could be like a werewolf with like tusks, like a bear. She can, you know, grow wings and fly. So basically, spirit animal. You know, because it's native, and we got to get into some mysticism bullshit all the time. So, ah, okay. <laughs> so animal stuff, yeah. Animals speak. You know, um, a little hokey, but I continue to read, and you know what? I'm digging this book. You know, and it's not okay. just it's not just because there's a native character. It's because it's it's a fun book. <laughs> It's like, I'm about to go back and, like, you were talking, telling that Champions was a good book. Well, I, I like the Champions, but the thing was, the Champions was a target, you know, for those asshole fanboys. Yeah, yeah, it basically is the, 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 the minority Avengers. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I liked it what I read, but I was just like, this book is going to last long. And people were just shitting on the book so much just because, they were just looking to shit on the book for whatever reason they wanted to. I just didn't want to be bothered with it, so I just dropped the champions. Yeah, but like they're basically like the, the Captain Planet team or whatever. They're going around, you know, trying to save the environment, so to speak, you know. And um, basically, in this new issue, issue twenty three, um, they go to Africa because there's like this African village, and their water supply is like contaminated. Like the people are drinking it, they're getting sick. And they're also kind of going insane. They're having nightmares and shit. So uh, the champions show up to see what's what. And um, Viv and Amka, the new snow guard, her name is, the native superhero. They're the one, they, they've been sort of, that's another thing that's cool that I liked about this. Is like um, Viv, the Vision's daughter, mm-hmm. she's basically, shut, she shut off her, her emotional receptors. So she, she doesn't feel emotions because they're getting in the way. Right. She's a synthesizer. Wasn't she gay at one time? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read anything with Viv since the Tom King Vision one. So I have no. Okay. Because she was going on in one of the Mark Wade books. It was like she was gay, but she was like, "How am I gay when I'm not even a girl?" Yeah. I'm really whatever I want to be. I was like, "Okay, this book is getting too fucking confusing now." (laughs) Yeah. Um. But she's um basically you know trying to be more human. Wondering what it's like to be human, trying to get a control of her emotions, and Amka is there with her. She's Amka lives with her and the Vision, um, so they they've been kind of like friends, and it's nice. This just you know this this robot is sort of you know getting advice from this this like native chick how to how to how, what what it means to be human, and it's it's some really there's some really cool scenes throughout these books with them too. But anyways, they they're in Africa. And um, this water supply is contaminated, and Amka can Snowguard, her name is. She can sense there's some spiritual energy, magical energy going on. So she turns into a wolf and goes and sniffs it out with, along with Viv, and they discover the man thing is sitting in the river. 
and okay, they have giant size man thing. Yeah, giant size man thing, and they have, um, of course, Viv touches one of his tendrils, and all, right away starts having all these flashbacks of all her bad memories and shit. And you know, because she's a robot, she can't process it all, and sort of shuts down. And uh, uh, Snowguard thinks she's dead, and she turns into this big giant monster wolf bear thing with horns and shit and starts fighting the man thing. Of course, the man thing is huge, starts kicking her ass, and then the rest of the champions show up, and they get their ass kicked. <laughs> Until, uh, what's her face? Riri Williams in her new Iron Man suit. What? Uh, Riri is still a thing? Yeah, she's in here. <laughs> she's got okay. a, new, a new suit, a new pink suit. <laughs> oh, wow. And okay. um, she fires a bunch of missiles, blows them up, and says, okay, we better, you know, contain him before he you know, reforms. So they get him, you know, in this laboratory and shit. And meanwhile, Viv is all fucked up and trying to process all her emotions. Which is not. So it's like, it's like, it's almost like she's, it's, it's dealing, it's, it's, it's a, it's a metaphor for anxiety. You know, she doesn't know how to process her emotions, her negative emotions and shit. You know, she's a teenager. So of yeah. So it's, it's really cool that they're tackling that. But anyways, um, uh, Man thing can sense the emotion, you know, and he breaks because he can, you know, that's he doesn't have intelligence. He he feeds on emotions and shit, and he breaks free, and um, they start fighting again, and he tries to uh, warp, but they all like fucking, uh, they they basically close it, and he takes off, and um, Viv is still fucked up, but basically the man man thing takes off, and they're like, what the fuck's going on? And it just ends there, so. Yeah, I'm digging this. I'm <laughs> so I give it a four out of five. I mean, the art's cool. I really like you know the dynamic of all these characters, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah, they're, it's it's like uh, they're 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 very idealistic. You know what I mean? This whole team, mm-hmm. they're they're going around trying to save the environment. You know, you know, being a hero is not just about you know kicking ass and saving. People and that was the whole the thing. They said the the grown up superheroes, the dosey bros, too busy just punching each other the entire time. They yeah. forgot what they were, you know, fighting for. So yeah, so I, I'm I'm I got my Marvel app. I'm probably gonna go back and start catching up on these. So it was a lot of fun. Um, cool. Yeah, we yeah. did like Marvel DC, Marvel DC. So okay. Yeah. yeah man, so uh-huh. Man Thing and oh, I was gonna ask you because I yeah. I never and it's not on the Marvel app. Um, mm-hmm. And we were talking about this on Geek Sats, but they retconned the man thing, like, I don't know, back in the early 2000s or whatever, because they were doing that max run. Um, okay. I was just wondering, did they, did they make him native? I, I, I have no idea about man thing. I really, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, because there's like, I know there's like, you know, it's, it takes place in the swamp and they try to have some sort of, you know, the Seminole tribe influence and all that stuff. And there was that shitty horror movie that they made about the man thing way back like about 10 years ago where they did yeah, just that. Yeah, when they had the rights to him and stuff. Yeah, 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 like before the MCU was, you know, winning Oscars. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were making great movies like the man thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in that movie, yeah, it was like it was taking place on the on the, on the the Seminole Reservation, and, you know, the oil drilling, and the man thing was like this, you know, this Indian spirit out for revenge and all this, you know, hokey bullshit. And so I was wondering if that was influenced by that retcon. Because I know they came out with like a darker version of the man thing for a while. 
But I, honestly, it's, yeah, yeah it's, I, I couldn't tell you. It's not on the app. You know, that run isn't on the app, and, you know, the, that R.L. Stein run is on there, and that sucks. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, the only thing I know about Man-Thing is that he used to hang around Howard the Duck. That's, that's oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he was, <laughs> that's, like, that's, a mon- they, they, he was, you know, the, a monster, the monsters and shit. Yeah, yeah. like the, the Howling Commandos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that stupid shit. Uh, yeah, okay. So, like I said, uh, last book I'm gonna do is uh, man, not Man of Steel, uh, Superman number two. Like I said, Brian Michael Bendis is just keep trucking on. Uh, he's finishing the story. Like I said, the last time we level with the story that Superman looked up one day and the Earth is actually inside the Phantasm. How I got there? Well, that's where we pick up now. Uh, but before we actually get to that book, the book actually begins with a flashback. It, be- it begins a flashback like a. a we don't know how many years ago, like a long time ago, on planet Tamaron. For those who don't know about planet Tamaron, that's where Starfire is from. So this is her planet, her people, so like that. And the king of the Tamarians was basically, you know, shouting to his armies like that. The Thanagarians just lost their mind. You know, Thanagarians like Hawkman and Hawkgirl and bullshit like that. Anyway, now they got you caught up. He said Thanagarians just lost their minds. They think they can take planet Tamaron from us? We were staying on our ground, and we're going to make sure we kill every single one of them because they are not going to get us uh, Tamaron forever. You know, they try stuff like that. And then they see the Thanagarians coming towards them, and they see that the leading the pack of the Thanagarians is Rogozar. And the king sees Rogozar. He's like, oh, shit. You brought Rogozar? Uh, retreat. Retreat. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know. But before he can get there, Rogozar just lays waste to everybody, you know, because he's just that much of a badass, you know. Uh, cut to present time. Superman is on Earth. And the Earth is in the Phantom Zone. The Phantom Zone is going fucking nuts. You know, Earth, tidal waves and shit blowing up, stuff like that. Superman's trying to save everything on Earth, saving everybody, stuff like that. But he realized that since it's in the Phantom Zone, they're blocked off from the Yellow Sun. And being blocked off from the Yellow Sun, he knows only a matter of time before he loses his own power. just like everything else is going out of whack because the Earth is not meant to be in the Phantom Zone. Uh, while he's in the Phantom Zone, somebody else is in the Phantom Zone, and that is Rogozar. Rogozar wakes up, and he realizes... And he remembers fighting Superman, you know, before he got put in the Phantom Zone. And he thought that, you know, he was going to have a warrior's death because, you know, that's what happens. You fight a warrior, you might die. And if it happens, then he just end up a noble death. But then Supergirl, stupid ass, shows up and throws him in the Phantom Zone with the Phantom Zone gun. And we're like, they actually gave him a fate worse than death. They sent him to exile in the Phantom Zone and just be here forever. And he's like super fucking pissed now. He's like, I would have been glad if they just would have killed me. This bullshit, I'm, I want revenge on all the Kryptonians. I'm glad I, I'm glad I wiped them out. I'm gonna wipe out these two. And before he does that, somebody shows up. And this person that shows up is, and this is how you know it's Bendis. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear Man shows up from Superman Four. So he just pops up out of nowhere. So he's not, and, he's not, wasn't in the comics at all. Not in the comics at all. Never okay. existed. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. So when he did show up, I'm like, oh, yeah, from Superman 4. Right. Because <laughs> Rogozar looks at it. He's like, oh, this is where Krypton throws their deep, dark secrets. They don't want anybody to know about it. Like, of course, <laughs> nuclear man. Oh, know? I get it now. Right. I so, get it. Yeah, so Rogozar and nuclear man fight for whatever fucking reason. Uh, Rogozar smashes his head in, blows him up, rips his head off, shits down his neck, whatever the fuck happens. And then he looks at his dead body and look, that was strangely satisfying you know talking about how he killed nuclear man like that he looks up in the sky and he's it's not a bird it's not a plane it's superman he sees superman he's like i'm about to go kill this motherfucker right now but then superman flies up he's like what? oh wait a minute i got a plan i'm not gonna kill superman just yet 
since I'm in the Phantom Zone where everything here hates Superman anyway, I'm going to build an army and then kill Superman. Brilliant. So that's his plan. While he's doing that, Superman is trying to figure out how did they get in the Phantom Zone. He's with Flash. Flash is trying to figure shit out, stuff like that. Flash is throwing things like that. Is it Dark Side? I don't know. Is it Lex Luthor? Superman, like, do you know you just guessing? Uh, yeah. So, like, well, let's go visit Lex Luthor and see if he had anything to do with the shit. But before they get there, uh, Flash powers get all out of whack. Batman is on the intercoms saying he's throwing up in the Batmobile because he's getting sick. And Superman's like, oh, damn, the Justice League is falling one by one, so I'm going to have to finish the shit by myself. And I realize if I don't get this fixed, I'm never going to see my family again. And that's how the book ends. Yeah, so. Oh... Uh, yeah, I give the book a 3.5 out of 5. Not bad. The nuclear man shit was whatever. <laughs> I, I still don't know what the fuck's going on in this book because they're in the Bermuda Triangle and in the Phantom Zone and Rogozar's still popping up. Nobody likes Rogozar and they're fighting Thanagarians and Ben just calm down. You're throwing too much shit right now. So I feel like it's all over the place right now, but I still give it a 3.5 out of 5. It was still entertaining-ish while I was reading it. Yeah, so, yeah. art is really cool. Right, cool. Ivan Rice, I, he's one of my favorite guys at uh, DC. He was on those Aquaman books when he first started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool art. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shoot, but yeah, I'll, I'll let you go if you got anything else. All right, I just got Predators Hunters Part Two, number. Oh one. yeah, cause I remember you reviewed the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Part Two, number one. So this is a sequel to Predator Hunters, which was a which was a story arc that came out last year, no, two years ago. Um, which is basically a team of predator hunters who go around the world hunting predators, um, consisting of survivors. Uh, people have contact, come in contact with predators and survive. Um, now, the reason I'm, I picked up these is mainly because Enoch Nakai. Uh, he's a, again, got a rep of natives. He's a native character. Um, he was in, um, was it Bad Blood? Predator okay. Bad Blood? It was one of so the he's nine... a reoccurring character yeah, he's in, a, this, yeah, in this he's universe. Yeah, he's been in the Predator comics before. Um, and uh, he's basically, uh, he was on the, the army base that got attacked by the Predator and he killed him. Um, so he joined this team of others just like him and they went around uh, the world killing Predators. Now, that was that... That was the other uh, the, the story last year. This one, part two, picks up in Afghanistan where um, these very cookie-cutter terrorist cells are trying to murder and decapitate a CIA agent on video, but a predator comes and kills him. And, of course, the, 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 the hunter team uh, find out about it, and they go to investigate in Afghanistan. And... Um, that's about it. <laughs> That's about <laughs> all that happens in this in this in this, uh, in this issue. Um, just a lot of setup. Um, art is really cool, but not a lot happened in this. And this is my thing with the Predator comics. What I and with the Predator movies, you know, the sequels. You know, every time there's yeah. a Predator movie, they spend like an hour sitting with characters, wondering what the fuck is going on. Like, they're trying to build a mystery, but the audience already knows what the fuck right. is going on. You know? And the characters are never memorable. Yeah, as I, you, just, you know, that's, and, and I've gave Predators, that Predators movie, another, because I saw it, and I was like, this movie sucked. And I was like, maybe I'm being too hard on it. 
I had too much expectations. I watched. I don't it even think it sucked. It was just. Yeah. I just remember nothing about it. Yeah. Like, so the watch was like, yeah, okay. I forgot the movie ever existed. Yeah, you know? I watched it again just to give it another look, see if I'm still not an asshole. And yeah, it's still just not that good of a movie because we spend an hour watching people going, "What's happening?" <laughs> because you know what they're doing. They're just remaking the first movie. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And I'm a fan of the comics and the video games where we've seen the Predator's planet. We've seen their their culture. We've seen their pyramids. And, you know, I'm waiting to see that shit. And this comic just feels like it's doing that. You know, it's just a lot of building up a mystery that, you know, come on. you, You don't have a budget here, man. You're in a comic book. You could blow up the world and put it back together on the next page. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just get to the shit. And this book just took too damn long. You know? So so I give it a three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Not much confidence in it. Okay. Yeah. So so that's my predator rant. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, yeah. Should we get any more books left? That's all I got. That's all, all we got. Like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we got a bunch of other podcasts going on. Uh. Ryan said he gave me a shout out in Comic Cash. When he said he gave me a shout out, I don't think it was a good shout out, but I'll listen to it and check out, see what he said. Uh, <laughs> we also got Geeks Abs, our sister podcast. Uh, you did talk about Meg on there also. Yeah, you know? our Meg review is, should be up tomorrow, so. Gotcha. So definitely listen out for that. We have other ones, uh, Instruments of Destruction. Some, some big shit happened in the Transforming Universe. I don't know what happened. All I know is that it was, it was DEFCON 5 over there. I know. So, state and, of emergency. And, 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 yeah, Ryan's like, oh, I, I want to spoil it so bad. And I'm like, spoil it, because I wouldn't know what the fuck. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, blow my mind. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's going on in that universe, so I probably don't know if you did. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, so whatever happened on the episode, definitely listen, because they're freaking out over there. So, oh, try to think what other podcasts we have. Who TV, we got Get Valiant, they're still trucking on, trucking on. Uh, This Geeks and Comics, still trucking on. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so like I said, uh, Eli, let's do a, let's do a giveaway. What are we going to give away? Okay. Let's do a giveaway. You know what? Since I since I was working my ass off last week and I was busting my ass, I will tell you what. I will give you a free digital copy of Infinity War if you can answer this one question. Okay. What was – and not you, Eli, or anybody. Oh, man. I was like, I ain't got it. So I'm like – Yeah, no. I can't, you I can't answer. Geekery, I can't yeah, win this. No, if, no, if you work at Right Geek 3 or you're affiliated, no, it's not qualified. But Damn it. here is the question. You're going to make me buy Infinity Wars? <laughs> I, I am. Sorry. <laughs> That's the way you T-twist. Okay. So the question is, in the office, what was Andy's nickname for Jim? Oh, shit. Oh. It's an easy question. It's, it it's an easy. easy answer. It is easy. It's easy. Damn so, it. Oh, like I tell you, it's on Netflix. I won't tell you. I I, I was going to give you a hint and tell you what episode he gave the answer in, but nah, it's too easy. Figure it out yourself. Uh, if nobody gets it, I'll do it again, and I'll give you a hint. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. I'm saying, kid, it's only right to represent where I'm from. East Coast, bottom line, but I represent... Wherever I go, I'll be on the West Coast. We be getting high with the fellas to flip on the line. When we lose, sick and tired. Every day, you know how we do. the crew. We be having mad fun. Niggas know me from day one now. Lifestyles of the rich and shameless. Niggas violating, they will end up nameless. Yo, rap.
got my back, freaky toss off the charm giver. One, two for my man, pretty new as I bless the rest of my New York City crew. As we continue to bring you the flavor, representing LB from the cradle to the grave. Now how's that? One time for your mind. But what I write down the line, give sight to the blind. I'm coming through with my clip. What you gonna do when shit gets thick? Gonna start your running and hiding. Stop your slip in the sky Man, I thought you had this game in the smash But I'll do it for real niggas in your ass Mr. Mr. Cheese Freaky, freaky cop Pretty, pretty loose Biggest, big, nice thing One for the money With this drug called a jack Put me in, gave me the sign to react on Whoever comes in my back To cut that ass in half Make her feel the rap, yeah, yeah, all day Any volunteers down to lose their careers We fears, no fear Legal drug drugs coming through, that's the deal Beyond 9-5, they'll be fam, keep it real It's hard as police, walking on the public streets Oh, now I walk peace, and even my white cheese So I got to tally up and get it on, get it on Word is on, word is on, shit is on, shit is on I must represent for my fam Real niggas get rich, and bitch niggas scram To the day that I die, LB From the year 9-5 to 2G One for the money, two for the nine Three for my people's in the struggle getting by Shorties on their own raising kids To all of my people who can't see that we made it Niggas know the deal under real, this is rated Put it to the left, who's the first one to get it? Be your mind and stay the shop when I hit it Run up on niggas who be fighting and shit Hey yo, that's where the minds get that dies for my family Nobody wants in and nobody wants out Smoking trees, getting cheese, that's what we's all about Gotta put it on them for the year, nine pounds Represent my town, show them how I get down L-O-S-T to the B-O-I-Z South Ozone, Group Home Family I'ma stay tree to the day that I die Going pretty loose, big, nice and freaky tie hey, There's one for the money, two for the lie Three for my people's in the struggle getting by Four, two swing, nice and freaky tie Music makes me high One for the money, two for the lie Three for my people's in the struggle getting by For my fam, two swing, nice freaky tie For the money, two for the lies, three for my people's in the struggle, getting by. Four, you swing, nice and pick it up. Music makes me high. One for the money, two for the lies, three for my people's in the struggle, getting by. For my fam, you swing, nice, pick it up. Music makes me high. Getting high. New York is high. East Coast, y'all get high. West Coast, you get high. Ah, uh, niggas they be don't try. Ah, uh, 